At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. And welcome to the Lombardi Line right here, presented by BetMGM on VEASAN. Dave Ross alongside Michael Lombardi. And Michael, I was having a nice stroll into work today, a nice calm day here on a Wednesday. And then the last 30 minutes, everything gets turned upside down here <laughs> in the NFL. We do have a great show today. Of course, Steve Mackinan, our Point Spread Weekly editor, is going to join us this hour. BMAC, Brian McFadden, two-time Super Bowl champion, will join us as well. And Lou Finicaro is going to join us in the next hour talking some UFC 268. But, Michael, we do have to start with what just broke in the last 30 minutes. That, of course, Aaron Rodgers will not be available this week for the Packers against the Kansas City Chiefs. And now we get into this. I, I never thought in 2020 and 2021 we'd be talking more about protocols and vaccinations than actual football games. But this is how it does affect the real world and the world that we live in here. And that, of course, is sports gambling. And you see that line move now just go through the roof as Jordan Love is going to get his first career NFL start on Sunday in Kansas City. First of all, what do you make of this news? And I just wonder how it affects that locker room because this isn't a typical injury where guys get hurt and they, they can't be there for their team. Now, all of a sudden, everything's going great for Green Bay. They've won seven in a row after losing in week one, and now they're going to be without 12 at least for one week. What do you make of this? Well, now we're going to find out about Matt LaFleur. I mean, you know, everybody's talking about he's the first coach to go to 40 wins so quickly. <laughs> Let's see where we go now. <laughs> Let's see Matt LaFleur. Let's see what he we can do here, you know. Uh, Look, it, this is the world we live in. This is what makes uh, what we do so hard. Because Sunday, Monday morning, when I looked at the lines, I said to myself, there's no way the Chiefs should be giving any points to the Packers. And frankly, when I ran my numbers yesterday, Dave, I had the Packers as a four-point favorite wow. on the road, okay, based on power rankings. And now, obviously, there's no way the book would would post that number because they would get too much action on Green Bay uh, on the, you know, they, the, the action wouldn't be balanced. So my numbers are never about what the book should play. It's eventually about what the book will get to. Uh, so when I saw that, I'm like, oh, my God, you got to play this right now. But this is really a great reminder about playing too early, about jumping in, you know, with something looks so easy. Don't don't bite on it. And now we find out that, you know, we don't have uh, Aaron Rodgers, and all of a sudden that we're going to find out about the all the liabilities within the Packers, their offensive line at left tackle, whether Bakari comes back or not, their defense, can they hold up? I mean, this is a real challenging to not go into that can't not go into Arrowhead with an ability to score, even though we know the Chiefs are not playing well. 
Uh, we're going to get into the whole ramifications here for MVP, for Aaron Rodgers, if you've got tickets on that, for Packer win totals, all those sort of things. But I do want to talk about what we just saw Sunday night in Minnesota, and that was Cooper Rush stepping in for the injured Dak Prescott, and we saw how the Cowboys performed there. When you look at this number now all the way up to eight, I wonder if it's going to keep going up for Packer backers here. What do you make of Jordan Love now? Because this is his time. It is, to your point, Matt LaFleur, yeah. right? Is this a disastrous situation going to happen in, in Kansas City, or might they rally around the flag, so to speak? Well, I think it's going to be really hard, right? We uh, Devontae Adams is not going to play either. It's under on my understanding. It's just what I read on Twitter before the show started. So he might not play. He might not have him. He have Lazard back. But look, this is a hard team to play on the road, Kansas City. And Daniel Jones affected him. We saw that on Monday night. With all the blitzes and the different things, completely unsound, by the way, what the Chiefs do, they do create a problem. They actually have played better defense the last two weeks than we've seen them play all year. You know, they really have. They played against Tennessee. They It wasn't their fault defensively. They turned the ball over, you know, and they were able to stop the run. They did some good things in that game. It kind of went unnoticed. And then last, this week against the Giants, you know, they got stops when they needed to get stops. Some of it was because the Giants couldn't execute. But I, I think this will be a challenge for Jordan Love to go on the road, to play in a hostile environment, to try to establish the running game, and then to keep pace with the Chiefs. And how good are they on defense? Can they actually do it? I think the really the untold story about this game going in is nobody wants to talk about it, but, may, but Patrick Mahomes is not the Patrick Mahomes we all know. Mm. I mean – we this is just real. we need to have this conversation. It's not an easy one, but we got to have it because he's not playing anywhere near what he played last year. Well, you know, and 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 I think a lot of it stems from the fact that their two best players, that the basically defenses have said, look, we're not going to give you. You know, people that criticize Tyreek Hill and call him overrated, and I won't go down that road again. I've been preaching on that for a week. I, I, I've beaten that horse down. But the reason those safeties are 25 yards deep is because of Tyreek Hill. And everybody has made the decision, look, if we don't give up a big play to Tyreek Hill and we just keep Kelsey managed, they, they get bored. I mean, I've never seen an offense get bored with 10-yard gains in all my life than the Chiefs. <laughs> they just get bored with it. They get bored, you know, and so they, they, they get flustered. That's the knock on them. And I think, you know, because Mahomes isn't playing as well as he's getting frustrated, the Chiefs can't score as many points, which kind of sets up perfectly for this Packer game because even though the Packers don't have Rodgers, can the Chiefs actually do enough offensively? That, that remains to be seen. Michael, you're one of the few uh, in the line of work that we do that I've heard say we need to have the, the Patrick Mahomes conversation because I've been having it for a couple weeks now with a couple of my buddies in this industry that are I, I look at them as Patrick Mahomes uh, kind of apologists. And look, the guys, I'm measuring him against his own standard of work, right, which is a really high bar that we've seen in the past, right? The, you measure the greats against their, their greatest performances, and I'm with you on that. I just look at the Chiefs, and I go, he's covered up a lot of their deficiencies in the past, and now when he doesn't play that well, he can't cover them up anymore. What is he doing now that is making him regress to the mean a little bit this year and the reason why I think the Chiefs right now are 500? Well, you watch his fundamentals, and they're horrible. I mean, where he launches the ball from, I know we all get excited. Scott Hansen goes crazy when he does the no-look pass on red zone. Oh, my God, he's great. But all of it is fundamentally unsound. And his decision-making and his confidence. I mean, look at him. Does he look like a confident kid to you? No. There's something going on. There might be something going on off the field. Because he just doesn't look like the same player. He really doesn't. You know, and, and he's frustrated. I don't think he's in rhythm with the offense. They can't seem to get in rhythm. He's turned the ball over. The offensive line, which is supposed to be improved, isn't really improved, you know, and they really haven't figured out how to attack this high safety look that they're getting and really find a way to run the intermediate routes. Like, for me, you know, the Giants linebackers are so slow. Like, how they couldn't attack the middle of the field inside is beyond me, especially with those, with those safeties as deep as they were, but yet they couldn't do it. I just think he's, his mechanics are bad. You know, the flip behind. I mean, they're almost arrogant in their behavior. Look, they're not good enough to run trick plays in the goal line like they did, the flip behind the back, the carefree attitude. Like, they got to get back on track. And his yards per attempt is way lower than it's typically been. He's just not – his ball placement has not been good. Hasn't been good all year. His accuracy, you know, the throw he makes that, 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 that almost gets intercepted last week against the Giants is behind the receiver. The receiver should have caught it but was behind him, making him work for it. 
I just think there's a lot of details that the Chiefs haven't been putting in order, and it starts with Mahomes. I think this, I talked to a general manager in the league yesterday, and he was like, look, they have two great players. You know, Mahomes isn't playing good, and, and Hill's their best player by far, and Kelsey can't operate if, if Hill doesn't operate. And it's pretty good. Like, he's right. Like, who else is going to beat you? Like, Josh Gordon, that was a joke of a signing. Josh Gordon can't run anymore. So mm. what are they doing with him? You know, and then they, they, they don't change formations. They don't go into two backs or two tight. I mean, they did a little bit of more two tight end last week. But typically, they don't try to mix it up. They don't mix and match and do some things. They're, they're saying, hey, we're going to be in 11 personnel. See what you can do. And we'll run reverses. We'll run trick plays. Their backs are just, I mean, their backs are very average. I mean, you know, I know they're the Chiefs, and I know Mahomes can turn this around. And I'm not saying he's not having, he's not going to be able to over. But right now, if we grade him over the last month and a half of the season, he's not playing to the level that we're used to playing. You've got to call a spade a spade. That's what it is. Yeah, no if question. If you want to get caught up in the mainstream media and, and just continue to patronize them, then you're just you're cheating the fans at home about what's really happening. Yeah, it's interesting because I was watching the Manicast on Monday night, and then I could see Peyton and Eli at times biting their tongues. And, you know, I, I did hear Peyton say in the jump pass and the interception of the first, he's like, he's got him open earlier. Like, he's, do, he's doing some things that even other quarterbacks are seeing. And I, I know that they don't want to criticize one of their own and quarterbacks protect quarterbacks and all those things. But you can see it. You're right. It's, it's evident if you keep your eyes open that he's just not playing the same brand of football we're accustomed to. It's not criticizing. It's, 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 it's teaching. You're alerting the audience to what's actually happening. Like, he did, I thought, and I was on the wrong side, I thought they would play well. I thought they would get back to it. I thought Andy Reid would say, okay, look, enough is enough. Here's what we're going to do. And it was. And even Andy Reid said he's not trusting his eyes. He's not trusted. There's something going on with the kid. I don't mm. know what it is. He's a great player. I'm not minimizing that. He does not look happy. He does not look like he's enjoying himself in the offense, and they have any rhythm. Yep. Completely agree. we got about 90 seconds before we have to take a break here. So let's just kind of tie a bow on this if we can with Aaron Rodgers out, Jordan Love in, Patrick Mahomes not playing great football. And now the Chiefs are going to lay seven and a half year at MGM, eight at other books. How do you early handicap this game? Do you wait here, Michael, and, and not, this, this line could fluctuate even more before Sunday? Well, I mean, look, they, they, you know, I mean, the, the, I, I have no faith in Jordan Love's going to be able to do much, right? And I have less faith in Matt LaFleur. So for me, you know, I, I don't – and the Chiefs have stolen everybody's money. If you just bet against the Chiefs all year, <laughs> you'd be a rich person. You know, so I think it's probably almost a no play for me. Like, I, I think we'll just sit back and watch this because the Chiefs, really, they escape. I was just talking to Gil about it. I mean, that you, you turn the Chiefs card in in Survivor, you think you got an easy play. That was probably one of the hardest plays on the board. They struggled. to, And the Giants should have beaten them. I mean, the Giants could have easily beaten them. Yeah, absolutely right. It was just one of those situations you keep waiting for the Chiefs to wake up. Maybe now this is going to feel like a must-win scenario for the Chiefs with no Aaron Rodgers coming in there to try to get back over 500. It's the greatest gift of all. I mean, what a gift you just got. You know, what a gift. That's why That's why you can't strength the schedules meaningless until the week of the game when you drive to the stadium. What quarterback are we playing? That's absolutely. really what it is. When we come back, we will talk more NFL, Odell Beckham Jr. as well. Plus, the college football playoff rankings are out. We'll discuss those pathways to the national championship. It is the Lombardi Line right here on a Wednesday on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Football season is here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back here on the Lombardi Line, I am Dave Ross. He is Michael Lombardi out in New Jersey. And, Michael, I saw a tweet this morning from Josina Anderson. We used to work together in our DC days back in the day. And basically, Josina was tweeting that the Browns have excused Odell Beckham Jr. from practice today, although OBJ was set to practice. Michael, as an executive in this league, can you read between the lines here what exactly that means? Well, look, I said this and I tweeted it out yesterday. The Browns would have gladly traded Odell Beckham. They wanted someone to pick up the salary. The reason Odell Beckham's still on the Browns is because nobody wants to take the salary that the Browns owe him. I mean, he has a contract next year, but it's insignificant because it's not guaranteed. And in spite of LeBron James saying Odell's going to shine again, no one wants to take, no one wants to pay him $8 million. You know, like nobody wants to. I mean, I know LeBron's a GM in basketball, but maybe he's not one in football, right? Like if he watches the games and sees how many balls this guy's dropped and how he doesn't get open, maybe he'll pay attention a little bit, you know? You know, stay in your lane, right? Stay in your lane. Are you telling me that LeBron James doesn't know as much as Kevin Stefanski doesn't know as much as LeBron James how to utilize, uh, you know, OBJ properly in the offense? I, I, I mean, look, this is what happens to us in America. We get caught up with star power. Well, then is then, now is now. Right, And there was a time where Odell Beckham was a good player. He was never as great. I used to do a show, and I had a, a, the announcer. I mean, he was an Odell. He thought Odell Beckham was basically the greatest player ever put on a uniform. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jim Thorpe, stand aside. Here comes Odell, right? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, that, no. But I think, look, he's going to be a distraction. He's a problem in the locker room. It's never going to be his fault that he's not catching the ball. It's never going to be his fault that he's not open. Like, he hasn't been good in a while. I mean, he hasn't been good since the catch, since the boat trip, let's say. Since that three-hour tour, he hasn't been good. You know, and he's been there, and he hasn't been able to stay healthy, stay durable, and make plays. And so it's never going to be his fault. So when the Browns decided to keep him, I almost got the sense, and I said this on Gill's show, that maybe because Anthony Schwartz might not be 100% healthy, they wanted to keep an extra receiver. But at some point, liquidation is the only course of action here. Let him go. you got to pay him anyway. Right. You got to pay him anyway. You know, so, and that's the problem. Would the Saints have taken him? Absolutely. Absolutely. But the Saints didn't want to pay the money. They don't want that on their cap. And it has nothing to do with, well, you're going to get Odell and you got a contract. Nobody, he's going to be a free agent next year anyway. They're going to cut him at the end of the year. So why not cut your losses now? He's only going to cause more distraction than he is. And I think there's some, and I think there's a disconnect on this team because. And this, I think, is problems internally. I think that Baker, you know, everybody in the world knows what Baker is in terms of he's a good player, not a great player. 
I know he was the first pick in the draft, and I know he has 10,000 progressive commercials, and I'm tired of staying at home with Baker. I really am. I'm tired of it, okay? Like, enough is enough. However, that being said, right, like the reality of it is, is he's not a great player. He can't carry the team. And I think the team knows it. And I think the Browns know it, too, because they're not even trying to sign him to a big contract. And I don't know how much controversy there is within the building, but there could be. And I think a lot of it starts with Odell. Well, you answered a lot of my questions there, Michael, because, again, when you see his dad on Twitter ripping Baker Mayfield, the Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad, ripping Odell, uh, ripping uh, Baker, he can't give me the ball, all these things, and then you get excused from practice, I think I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down, and the Browns are as well, that you might have to do exactly what you said. Look, I remember Randy Moss after that great season, and certainly you know this better than most in New England, they cut him not too long after the next season, I do believe, or maybe it was two seasons after that. In, in they traded him. Yeah, right? They traded him. To, back to Minnesota. Yeah, they traded him. So, like, I, I look at Michael Thomas in that situation in New Orleans. It looks like he's not going to come back uh, potentially for the rest of this season. It would seem to be a good dance partner uh, down there in New Orleans. But you're right. They're probably waiting to see if the Browns do cut him, and then he'll get picked up somewhere else. That's more. That's the likelihood, well, right? The, Here's the reality. The Saints knew that Michael Thomas wasn't coming back. They knew this probably three weeks ago, right? They've known this for a while. This wasn't just news to them yesterday. So they've been they've been sniffing around for receivers all throughout the league. You know, will they go with Deshaun Jackson now because he got released? Well, you know, Deshaun can run one route, basically a vertical route. He can't really do much more or else the Rams would have kept him. Right. Do they want to bring Odell in? Odell kind of fits more what they do in their offense if he could catch the ball consistently and if he could make plays and stay healthy. Those are all risk. And you're willing to take that risk on a minimum salary contract. You're not willing to take that risk when you owe them $8 million. There lies. This is why the NFL trade deadline is always a lot of bark and no bite because nobody wants to take on the bad contracts. Essentially, what the Broncos did by trading Von Miller is they said, look, we're going to cut Von at the end of the year. We're going to get nothing for Von. We owe him $9.5 million. We'll pay him the $9 million, and we basically bought a second and a third round pick. Why not? Right. Why not? Hey, you're right. It does. It's the, you look at the reasons why. I know people are waiting for, for bigger names to be traded, but, but you just laid it out there. This is the reason why these trades don't get made because the money attached to them, and that's why Odell Beckham Jr. is still a member of the Cleveland Browns today, even though he's been told to go home today and your services of practice are no longer required. It's going to be a very interesting week in Cleveland and certainly weeks to come to see how this Odell Beckham Jr. situation plays out. And we all kind of saw you got, this you got to take the bull by the you got to take the bull by the horns. If, you, if you're Aaron, uh, Andre, uh, uh, Andrew Burry or you're Kevin Stefanski or Paul DePodesto, you just got to say, look, we're cutting our losses. We're moving on. The focus has to be on Cincinnati, not on Odell. Right. We'll go down to Cincinnati and we'll play somebody else other than Odell and we'll win the game. But the longer we can linger with this Odell talk, and he's going to feed us, uh, you know, Josina Anderson, anything that's going on, he's got the great ability to f- get his side of the story out there. You just you cut your losses. You're going to pay him anyway. Right. You're going to pay him anyway. You know, you probably should have tried to get rid of him last offseason. You knew this was a problem. He's a problem on the team. He's been a problem on every team. <laughs> I mean, let's just be real clear here. Yeah. He's been a problem on the Giants. He was a problem on the Giants. He problem on the He's going to be a problem. You can't win a championship. You can't achieve the goals that you want with problems in your locker room. You have to have a locker room working together. It doesn't sound like the Browns are. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And, again, uh, we'll see how this plays out. And, Michael, this is why I love and look forward to this show every Wednesday because I love getting your feedback. And, uh, look, this is a real problem in Cleveland that needs to be addressed. They're going to have to figure out a way to address it, not through the media, but, to your point, to that team and get ready for a football game on Sunday against the Bengals. Let's shift our focus very quickly here to the college football playoff and the rankings came out. I know people in Cincinnati are not happy about being placed number six right now in that first poll. So when you look at the odds to go ahead and try to win the national championship, obviously Georgia right now, the short end of that board here at plus 100 and Alabama there at plus 300. Obviously it feels like Georgia has a game in hand, if you will, Michael, because even if they lose to Alabama in the SEC title game, we're all assuming they are a lock to make the, the first four here in the college football playoff. Not the case for Alabama. They have another slip-up, and all of a sudden that plus 300 might not be the best value. When you look in this board here, and I take the SEC schools off the page for you, are, is there a school or two that you think still has really good value? I think Ohio State at plus 400 has value. You know, I, I don't know how good Oklahoma is, but at 14-1, to 1, I think they're worth a shot. 
I, I think they really are. You know, and look, Michigan State is 30, and, and Michigan's 100, and we know that was a close game. Right. You know, that game went kind of right down to the wire. So there could be some value in Michigan as well for me. You know, and, and I just feel, you know, Cincinnati to me, for them not to be in the top. I mean, Oregon losing to Stanford, Alabama losing, stubbing their toe against Texas A&M, I think was, you know, I don't, I don't think, I know Alabama should have been in it. I think Oregon, but this to me is a commentary on no matter how good you play as one of these non-Power 5 conferences, you're never going to get there. You're just never going to get there. What else does, what else do they have to do? And I think it's kind of sad that you have to route people by 40 to get people's attention. Like winning is hard. Winning is hard, whether you're playing Navy or whether you're playing Notre Dame. It's hard. It's hard. You know, kid, it's hard with kids to get them ready to play and have to, okay, we're going to rub it in on them. We're going to really do that. That's a hard thing to do as a coach. It, it, you're right on. And, again, we talk about it every Saturday at Betting Across America, Wes Reynolds and myself, and we say, look, they say, oh, it's not about running up the score. It is. It, you absolutely, to your point, you have to have those style points if you are a Cincinnati, and that is kind of a shame. They only win by only by 19 last week, and people go, oh, they struggled for three quarters, so we're going to ding Cincinnati for an almost 20-point win because they didn't cover the number. It is amazing yeah. the, the way it, it gets kind of transcribed as to how good you and are based on and the, then we're complaining about then we're complaining about health of players when they're playing in games when the game's out of hand, but we're trying to run up the score. That's fair? Right there with it. It is, it is a tough case today to be made for Cincinnati if you're a Bearcat backer going, wow, we're sixth? We're not even in the first four for the first rankings? Boy, it's going to be a tough road to hoe to try to get back inside that key number of four. When we come back, Steve Mackin is going to join us. And, Michael, I say this every week. I feel smarter every time he's on the program. We'll break down the best yep. true road advantages we see in the NFL. Come on back. It's the Lombardi on at Vison, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights of where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over unders and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. Vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Back here on the Lombardi line, I am Dave Ross, joined as always by Michael Lombardi. And Michael, we're hearing about a possible outbreak in New York involving the Giants. We're going to try to confirm some of this information uh, as we go on in this show today. Could have certainly implications for the Giants game this week against the Raiders. Raiders right now, three-point road favorites. So we'll discuss that. But speaking of road favorites, it's great to have Steve Mackinnon back on the program here each and every Wednesday, our Point Spread Weekly editor here. And Steve does a great job of breaking down these numbers. And, Steve, last week we talked about the true home field advantages in the NFL, and I was fascinated with that discussion. This week we look at true away team advantages, if you will, teams that travel the road warriors, if you will, in the NFL. And let's start off in the AFC East for this discussion here because it doesn't surprise me that when I look up and see the Bills at the top of that list here, 15 and 13 straight up, but 16 and 11 against the number – with a true away advantage of almost two points in the road, how did you conduct this one to get these numbers? Okay, so I went through the same process I did uh, last week in determining the, the home uh, field advantage. Now, you, what I do is I, I generated the logs for the teams over the last three and a half seasons, and I take their at the power rating I had for them at that time against the opponent's power rating I have at that time. And if you compare those, you theoretically get what would be uh, an expected margin of victory for one of the teams in that game on a neutral field. So you figure if they're losing by a certain amount on the road in those games, that uh, that would be their road field disadvantage. Now, Buffalo, as it turns out, has a road field advantage of uh, about 1.7 in that time. And their 16-11 and 11 spread record, I guess, goes to prove that uh, they are playing very well on the road. 
Steve, Steve, do you feel like, you know, one thing Bill Walsh used to say all the time, you, you, when you're really good on offense, you should be able to play well on the road, and I think there's no doubt. I think that because you can get stops, you can get first downs, you can quiet the crowd down, and this makes you better, and certainly the Bills' offense is. And I think when you look at their home field, you know, it's so hard. How much do you value weather, you know, like Miami in September versus Miami in December? You know, Buffalo in September versus Buffalo in December. You know, we're now at the part of the season where weather is really going to factor into some of these games. I think there's a lot of things that go into this and what determines what's home field advantage and what's not. Now, one of the things, uh, I'll bring one of these things up with Dallas. I was talking about them last week with their home field advantage. Now, uh, they're actually one of the worst road teams in the NFL when it comes to road field. And it could be said that weather has a lot to do with that. Now they they're very comfortable on their home field. They got, it could be a surface issue. Uh, the, their home fielder, they built their team to play better on the surface. They play on most regularly when they go to the road. Uh, they, they, especially on those NFC East uh, games, they have to travel to, uh, maybe environments that aren't quite as friendly to their type of team. So I think it has to do with weather. I think it has to do with surface. I think it has to do with offense. And I also think it has to do with with just how well prepared these teams are from a coaching perspective. Well, that, that one really stunned me, gentlemen, when I saw the Cowboys there. Because I, I was thinking, Steve, you know, America's team, they travel, so they get a fan base, so they're going to have a better road advantage. Not the case at all. It's the direct opposite. And the top of that list there, it's the Giants on the road here with your stats uh, to prove that really 20 and six ATS only nine and 17, the actual record. That's an astounding variance there from their actual wins and losses to how they do on the, with the number on the road. Yeah. It's interesting. You point that one out because I pulled these numbers actually before Monday night's game and it fit in perfectly with how they played at Kansas city on Monday night. So, uh, the Giants, I actually maybe attribute to the fact that, and I mentioned this in the article, that some teams with that don't have a real strong home field advantage, which we saw that the Giants didn't last week, is it really doesn't make a difference where they play because it's not advantageous to play anywhere. So they have maybe a more consistent performance along the way. Uh, and I think that uh, that really tends to benefit teams like New York. You know, it benefits the Saints, too, because they kind of fit the profile, right? They have a really good home field, but yet they're also really good when you look at the South. They're one of the best teams on the road in the South. Yeah, but this one is, has been a surprise to me. I think people overrate New Orleans' home field advantage. I think that's a thing from maybe five years ago or past that, where they really played better at home. They've actually been a very good road team, 23-5 and five straight up, 20-8 and eight against the spread. Uh, they only allow 18.4 points per game in that 28-game uh, stretch, too. So uh, getting good defense on the road and, uh, and naturally winning because of it. You know, it is, it is interesting, too, when I look at the AFC West and kind of fits that profile, Michael and Steve, that you guys were just talking about, and that's the Chargers, right? That Because they, they kind of feel like an NFL nomad kind of wandering around the country here with no real home field advantage in L.A., I look at your numbers, Steve, and they are 18-10 and 10 ATS with a slight advantage on the road. Does that fit that profile? Yeah, I think this is just like uh, we talk about the Giants. They just <laughs> no place is really great for them to play, but they they keep a consistent uh, level of performance. And naturally, when they're on the road, they get the benefit of the odds makers giving them some additional points. So I think a lot of that plays into it. Let's shift to college. So the Southeast Conference obviously is you know great crowds, great experience, but. The home field matters in college. Only a few teams, I think, what, LS, uh, Alabama and Georgia are really good road teams in the conference, Steve? Yeah, they definitely uh, stand out. And uh, if you go through it, actually, I have a list prepared right in front of me here now of the full national log of teams and, the, and their road field advantage. And you'll see that of the top eight teams in college football, they include, in terms of road performance, include Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson. No surprise, right? I mean, these teams yeah. can win basically anywhere they play. 
because they're such well, uh, well, they're huge in, in the talent base too, but they're, they're very well-prepared teams, great coaching, and uh, it's really paid off in the way they win road games. Steve, is there anything to, when you talk about some of those schools in college that you just mentioned, the fan bases that travel, so that like you know that you're going to get support on the road, does that help out those numbers, or is that just kind of a, a theory as a fan that might you might throw out? Well, I mean, it's a it's a theory. I don't know if there's any actual quantifying factors to prove that, but it 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 certainly must benefit these teams to have such a loyal backing to going with them. Now, Wisconsin is another team that travels pretty well too, and uh, they they're known for that nationally, and uh, they're they're pretty high up on the road scale as well. So. Uh, can't can't be coincidence. Can I ask one other question? Speaking of Wisconsin, I want to stay in the state, but go back to the NFL for a second and ask about those Packers because I did look at your numbers here and I saw they have a true disadvantage on the road. And again, that kind of is my anti theory in college because you would think the Packers they got fans everywhere. You know, they're kind of a pseudo America's team here too. But really, it's not the advantage that you would think you would see here. As a matter of fact, in the North, they have the least road advantage of any of those teams and that really surprises me steve okay i have a good explanation for this one uh if you look at their records uh packers are 17 and 12 straight up 16 and 12 against the spread so they're really not playing bad on the road however they're known to lay an egg every once in a, in a few games on the road <laughs> where they get walloped and these like san francisco walloped a couple times uh new york new orleans this year Got, got smoked in game one. These, these bad numbers tend to drag these down. So as you look at the records, this is why I say in there that the way I rate my own home and road field ratings, I combine all three of these things, whether they win or not, whether they cover or not, even the points of wrench too. And then, of course, that, uh, that true number that uh, pops up on the charts. Steve, real quick before we go, I know we have a short amount of time, but you saw the college uh, you know, poll come out. You saw the first time we did it. What was your first reaction? And you do power rankings for college each week. Where would you, what, what would you have had as the top four teams? <laughs> My first reaction was, where's Oklahoma? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that was the first thing I thought of, but uh, – so if you go through my list of power rings for the top four teams, they're Georgia, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, then Cincinnati. So uh, obviously Michigan State and uh, who's Oregon are in, in the top four right now. But when people were projecting those theoretical point spreads in the games, <laughs> you can kind of tell that there's a massive difference between one and two and three and four. So Three and four are wide open at this point, and I, I have a feeling Oklahoma's gonna. You're not. We're not done hearing from them, and we're not done hearing from Ohio State yet. You gotta subscribe Point Spread Weekly at Veasan.com. Steve Mackin always puts in the work. I uh, appreciate the time and the information as always, Steve. And follow him on Thank Twitter. Thank you, Steve. As I do, appreciate you at Steve hey, Mackin. Thanks, guys. All right, when we come back here, gentlemen, it is going to be time to catch up with a two-time Super Bowl champion, Brian McFadden. You know, we had him on last month, Michael, and, you know, woe is me. The Steelers are down. His Steelers are back. <laughs> we'll discuss when you come back with us there right here go. on the Lombardi Line. I'm Vison, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. All the football and basketball action you need is at BetMGM. Sign up now using the bonus code VSIN1000 for your first wager. It's risk-free up to $1,000. When you register with BetMGM, you'll also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. From epic touchdowns to spectacular slam dunks, the king of sportsbooks takes every play to a thrilling new level. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and use the bonus code VEASAN1000 to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Eligible restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Alongside Michael Lombardi, I am Dave Ross here at South Point in Las Vegas. And Michael, I always kid our next guest, two-time Super Bowl champion Brian McFadden, that he would have looked better with a star in his helmet. But what he always says to me, Uh Michael, is... He wouldn't have had those rings that he has right now. I wonder if his Steelers, it is a good point. We bring in the two-time Super Bowl champion. Of course, you can see him at CBS Sportsline HQ and also All Things Covered podcast. He does a great job with Patrick Peterson. Vivac, great to have you back in the program. Look, we talked a month ago. The sky was falling. Your Steelers were dead. Offensive line couldn't block anybody. Big Ben, they're going to put him in retirement. A month later, BMAC. They look like they've righted the ship. What's been the difference in the last month? Mm. Luck. Luck has been on their side. Um, and that's usually the case for any NFL team. Trying to win a ball game every given Sunday. Any given Sunday, you need to be lucky. Uh, but Luck has been on their side. And defensively, they're playing better football. The offense, they woke up a little bit. They're not all the way up. You know, it's almost like that. That alarm clock goes off. You're still asleep, but you're up enough to turn it off. That's what we're seeing from the offense right now. But that's better than what we saw in weeks past, right? They couldn't run the football. They couldn't do anything to protect Big Ben. They're doing a better job, but they need to improve. So for me personally, they're doing a good job beating the teams they're supposed to beat. Now, are they a legit playoff caliber team? I'm not quite ready to say that, but they have progressed uh, some based on what we saw weeks past. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think that's the great word right there because when you watch that game, you know, Ben made a couple plays in the game, but for the most part, I thought the offensive line has improved, not to the great level, but at least their run blocking and giving Najee Harris a chance to, to operate. And look, one thing we do know, Brian, is that it's hard to run the ball on this team. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's hard to run the ball on them. And when you when you're one dimensional against any team in the National Football League, it's still going to be a challenge whether they can play the good passing offenses. And I think that's the question I have for you is when they face the really good pass teams, can they beat them? I think that's going to be the issue, right? Yeah, no question. But we won't really see. Can they beat those type of teams? Because the next team they're going against is a team that has issues offensively as well in the Chicago Bears. So right now for Pittsburgh, they just need to worry about the business that's in front of them. And that's the Chicago Bears. And just stack wins on on top of wins. Good teams, they win the games they're supposed to win. And right now, Pittsburgh, they're a good team. Are they a team that's on the cusp of being a championship caliber team no I'm not quite ready to say that are there a team that I believe can win their division right now based on how well they how they played I'm not quite ready to say that but they continue to stack wins like they've been doing over the last few weeks is it will be very very interesting towards the end of the season yeah but BMAC I look at your Steelers here and right six snap point favorites this week against the Bears they just win baby making an Al Davis game if you want to tease it down I might look in that scenario here but to be the yep. longest odds to win your division 
that's got to be a slap in the face a little bit when you look at a 4-3 and three record. You saw what the Bengals did last week, losing to the JETS Jets, right? So you got to chase mm-hmm. down the Ravens, theoretically. We all know how those games go between the Steelers and Ravens historically. I mean, BMAC, is there value on your boys at plus 650? Because to me, th- that feels like a live dog. No question. There's a lot of value. I think they're the most. They have the most value out of any team in the division because they're plus 650. They're above 500. They just took care of the business on the road against the Cleveland Browns. Many people felt like Cincinnati might be that team that could really surprise people. Whoa, not so fast, my friend. Mike White has something to say about their uh, resurgence from what they did the week prior to uh, against Baltimore. So yes, Pittsburgh. Why not? The division is still wide open. Let's keep it real. I understand you may have your favorites, but the division is still wide open. Yeah, it is wide open. And then we got a big game this weekend down into Cincinnati. So tell us where you're leaning in this game. Cincinnati comes to ta- Cincinnati hosts the Browns. You know, last year was Baker Mayfield let him on the last minute drive to win the game. But to me, this Browns offense looks stagnant, especially since Conklin, their left tackle, is not going to be able to play. He's going to miss some games. Uh, I mean, the right tackle, he's going to miss some games. So, like, where do you handicap this game, and who do you like in this game? Uh, I handicap more with the total and taking the under. AFC North matchups, especially in the month of November, they become very, very slow. It's not the up-tempo up and down affair that you see in other divisions. When it's getting a little nippy outside, they become slower. <laughs> Not to mention for Cleveland, I think slowing thing down slowing things down would be their best the best recipe for them to have success in running the football. Yes, you might not have Conklin, but you have Chubb. You know, being able to generate positive uh, yards running the football would be imperative for their success. And then allowing their defense to do what they've been called to do, which has been placed out football. They gave them some plays last week, but they played well enough to win that ball game against Pittsburgh. So me personally, the total is the, the, the ideal number for me and going under because AFC North in the month of November – it's like a slow down type of affair. You're going to really just see people just cruising through. Nobody's doing, nobody's going above the speed limit. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. And I don't expect to see a lot from Cincinnati's offense. I know they put up 30 plus against um, the Jets last week, but you better believe Cleveland will have some things in place for them to be successful to neutralize Joe Burrow and crew just a little bit. BMAC, let's go to the only undefeated team ATS in the NFL. That would be those Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Right. Cowboys. So now, yeah. BMAC, now they got to lay double digits at home, and it looks like the great Cooper Rush is going to be put on the bench, and it looks like uh, Dak Prescott. The great? Or you're giving him the great. That's the adjective. Okay. <laughs> when, you cover, when you cover on the road and your only opportunity to be the starting quarterback with a star in your helmet, yeah, he was great on Sunday. What do you make of this number now, though? It's down to nine and a half here at BetMGM. BMAC, is this the time maybe that the Cowboys get a little bit overinflated and maybe there's value going the other way? Or do you think they can cover no, that bigger? No, sir. No, sir. You don't even have to finish the question, Dave Ross. A wise man once told me, (laughs) you ride the hot hand until they prove you otherwise. And right now, as you stated, the Cowboys, they're undefeated ATS. They've covered every ball game, every ball game. So me personally, it's nine and a half. Broncos, not knowing the status of that Prescott, but it's looking like he's going to play, right? And if he plays and he's 85%, they should win easily so i'm not turning my back on the cowboys when it comes to betting they have been flawless so you have to continue to ride the hot hand and take the cowboys lane nine and a half if you watch the broncos play against washington i think they got 275 mm. yards it was painful it was <laughs> yes painful it was to watch. mike it was I mean, mike it they was. could it, they couldn't move the i've never seen a team that enjoys throwing the ball short of the sticks on third and eight and not getting first downs. I mean, you know, they just do it. And Teddy Bridgewater hasn't really played well for them. And and I, I'm agreeing with you, Brian. I don't know how you it, the, the, go away from that Dallas. I mean, Dallas, they're hard to match up with. They can run the ball effectively against anybody, and they can throw it. And it's going to be a it's going to be a hard matchup for Denver to keep this thing close. And what we've seen from Denver is they can beat bad teams. They just can't come close to good teams. Yeah, no question about it. And I. I hate to end this segment this way, Michael and BMEC, but BMEC, I'd be remiss if I didn't go down to the collegiate ranks because, you know, speaking of ATS, Clemson had not covered any numbers, zero numbers yeah, all year. What we're doing. And then, well, the Florida State fiasco happened. BMEC, oh. I mean, 
Tell tell me you didn't have your boys on Saturday when that happened. I stayed I stayed away from it. <laughs> and I'm sorry for those who took part in that ball game betting wise and had Florida State getting what plus nine and a half or something like nine and yeah, a hook. Nine and a half. You talk yeah. about the ultimate bad beat. Yo. <laughs> that's the worst wow. beat of all. That might oh be the worst beat goodness. of all. I mean, that might be worse than Nick Chubb laying on the one yard line. That's a bad beat. <laughs> no right question, there. Mike. Mike, that is it is worse because Listen, the play you are trying to get off nine times out of ten is not going to work, all right? And usually we see that get tackled, you know, in a few mo- in a few seconds. They literally threw the ball back, threw the ball back, threw the ball. Think about this. They had to lose around 40 yards for the ball to be close enough to the goal line for Clemson to score a touchdown. I mean, my goodness. I didn't touch it, but for those that touched that ball game and that had Florida State getting nine in the hook, I, I'm sorry. I what? feel your pain. And I can understand it. I understand it. It feels like a, a personal apology from Brian McFadden out there to any Seminole backers. <laughs> you have to follow BMAC as I do at BMAC underscore sports talk. And again, check out the All Things Covered podcast with the aforementioned BMAC and Patrick Peterson. Very quickly, only about 15 seconds, BMAC. You mentioned it gets nippy in November. You told me you and Joey Porter, did you guys Vaseline up and still go no short question. sleeves even, even in November? Yeah, you couldn't wear any sleeves on defense defense you got to make sure your buys and your tries were looking pretty good and put that vaseline on your arm at night game so when the lights hit the arm is like glistening like a wrestler that's the way to go they hit that renegade year, in pittsburgh v match you're the core mike you're the core mike i love it dave get the core I right i love it it's great having v mac on board more with michael and party right here on visa the sports betting network At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.